Hello! Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I'm your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Blackamora, a.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, a.k.a. Donnie Capri from the time I went to Italy. Lee, aka Don Strowman, the Patreon Don, aka the modern day goof. <sighs> Coming at you like Scott Bakula, baby, baby. We're taking a quantum leap. Gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, wee, yeah, yeah. The girl, she's mine. And uh, uh, uh. <coughs> damn. She's fine. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all our spicy, spicy wrestling reactions. I'm sitting across for the fourth week in a row. The king of the custom intro that we don't have today, Mr. Jason Shabira. What up? You're sitting across from the boss. Yeah, man. Hey, remember, if you want to get your opinion on the show, it's possible. All you got to do is leave us a voice mod. 316 530-2429-316 530-2429 Blow my mind Gabba Gabba wee. Yeah, okay I just wanted to clarify I said that you're sitting across from the boss I'm not the legit boss I'm the illegitimate boss you're right. You're the image, meaning what? Like meaning the I, boss doesn't really show up, yeah. and you're like acting boss. It's kind of like what I actually do in my real life. It's like I'm a lot of people's boss, but I don't really show up or give a shit. <laughs> right, so I'm, right. I'm an illegitimate boss. I, uh, illegitimate boss. The first thing that came into my head for what that is is like, uh, what's the? Is his name Rick? From Walking Dead? I hope his name is Rick. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen an episode of Walking Dead. I, I watched think his name's wrestling. Rick Grimes, but Rick, I might be making that up. Rick Grimes is such an 80s bully name. That's not a real person's name. Yeah, look it up. Rick Grimes, All right, baby. I'll Google Rick Grimes. I hope to God there's a character named Rick Grimes, but I hope he's in Ski School too. Oh, I promise. This is a professional wrestling podcast. Hey, yo, check out our Patreon. If you're a dig this show, remember, just like Bernie Sanders, we are, or whatever your Republican counter, uh, simil, similarity to, oh man, I fucked up again. Hey man, you're tired. It's Woo! hot. It's hot here in New York City. It is City. so hot. Uh, Every time I say Bernie Sanders, I worry someone's going to be like, you said Bernie Sanders, turn it off. No, whatever your Jill Steins, whatever your grassroots candidate, that's what we are, okay? We operate on donations. If you dig this show, don't take it for granted. Support it. Hey, you can check us out at patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Right now, we got a bunch of bonus episodes on there. You can get uh, the last bonus episodes, which is Newman talking about uh, NXT, which you people have been clamoring for. We got a full-on NXT Episode, you can listen to our, our review of Ready to Rumble from 2000, the worst movie maybe ever Possibly made. Possibly ever, yeah. And it's so bad. People say our funniest episode, so the really? feedback on that is very uh, high. Uh, but also, hey, Jabroniax, just want to say one thank you to everyone before we get into it all and we plug the live show. Um, this month, every episode has been our most listened to episode progressively going up and up and up and the show is growing and i'm just uh thank you for listening and thank you for spreading the word if you like this show i understand you can not everyone can join the patreon not everyone has extra funds floating around but what you can do is just 
tell another person about the show. Word of mouth is uh, very powerful, and that's a great way to uh, show the show that you support it. But also, I'm saying thank you because I believe people are doing that because the show is growing and it's showing. And that is a great segue into Shebs. Yeah. We got a show coming up, right? We do got a show coming up. The Comedians of Wrestling Summer Slamtacular here in New York City, Saturday, August 18th at midnight after NXT TakeOver. You're at TakeOver. You're watching Chopper Gargano 3. Your mind is fucking blown. And you're going to have, I mean, think of the adrenaline post match uh, after that. How are you going to wanna go home? How are you going to want to go to bed? You can't go to sleep. You, no. ju- you just saw Gargano Ciampa for the 17th time in 2018. Right. You, but, you, but you want more of it. Right. But And also, there's SummerSlam the next day, so you're like, I don't want to see more wrestling. Right. You need a palate cleanse. But you also don't want to get out of the wrestling zone entirely. You need a palate cleanse, but you don't want to fucking eat shit. You still want to eat something that tastes good. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And you know what that good taste in your mouth is going to be? Dan Black. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler. The Intercontinental Champion. The Comedians Wrestling Summer Slamtacular is a, we're going to have a full-on stand-up show. I'm going to do a long set of all professional wrestling about pro wrestling, so we're going to stay in that same celebration of wrestling mode. To uh, We're going to be the, we are the bridge to SummerSlam. The bridge to SummerSlam. I just thought of what our slogan is. The bridge to SummerSlam? The bridge to SummerSlam. Can you, can you cross it? Nice. The show is at Caveat Theater on the Lower East Side. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the Barclay Center. And a subway. You're going to hop, skip, jump, and then take a subway. Or an Uber. Split an Uber. Split an Uber. It's better. Yeah, as a matter of fact. And look, if you're like, hey, I don't don't have someone to split the Uber with, just find a random person. Meet a friend. (laughs) Come come to the show. Bring them to the show. That's two tickets now. Or you could do an Uber pool. Or fuck it. You could take a lift. You don't have to do Uber. Imagine you get into an Uber pool with a bunch of people coming to our show. Like, like, like someone's everyone? just like coming home from a regular ass night, and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, we're, we're our night's just get, getting going." Yeah, we just watched four hours of NXT. Now we're ready to watch somebody talk jokes about it. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Uh, so come to the show. Dolph Ziggler will be in the house. The only question is, is he bringing the belt? All right, tell people where they can get their tickets. You can get your tickets at caveat.nyc. This isn't one of those fucking basic, boring websites that starts with a www or ends with a dot com. This ends in a dot nyc yeah so it's caveat.nyc that's c-a-v-e-a-t dot nyc just scroll down till you see the 818 shows august 18th and you'll see dan black's beautiful mug holding up a belt it's the logo for the cow summer slamtacular show right. so and the tickets are selling a lot faster now as we get closer we're already over halfway sold of yeah. the show it's already going to be an awesome crowd uh but don't don't wait you can't there are tickets at the door if there's space but i'm skeptical that there will be space for them selling but hey i don't know also they cost five bucks more at the door yeah so here's what's gonna happen you're gonna see nxt you're gonna say oh man i don't want to go home but i didn't buy my ticket in advance now you're fucked now you have to spend five whole extra you're dollars. Fucked. You're just absolutely just, fucked. Just because you didn't have the, the fucking foresight to know that you'd want to go see the show. And now you're going to go and you're going to give five more bucks to Dan Black's pockets. Absolutely. Go right into my Who sweet, wants that? sweet pocket. Who wants that? Oh, I'm getting so rich from this show, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't think I'm getting paid producing the show, so... You could, if you're feeling too rich, you got. I get you. Uh, that's that's, true. A, good that's a good segue. I am getting paid. I am getting paid because I'm actually getting a limited edition, exclusive cow SummerSlam tacular cow print cow shirt. If you are a fan of the cow podcast and you already bought the cow shirt, 
It's a great little logo. It's got the NWO-style cow logo with a LaCroix in the background. This has a cow print background, and you could only buy them on the day of the SummerSlam-tacular at Caveat. Yeah. Except for me, I get mine for free in lieu of an actual payment. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and and you seem ecstatic about it. And if you well, want to see, it's a great shirt. If you want, I mean, this shirt's worth more than what I could give you. So anyway, this shirt. If you want to see an unboxing of it, we just recorded. Yeah. An unboxing if you want to see it. our genuine reactions to what we to when we first beheld the shirt. Well, I made myself vulnerable there. We didn't open it beforehand. I was a little nervous they might come you out were. whack. But right. I was like, now the unboxing is going live on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And the shirt content. turns out to be dope. And you can see my exact uh, response on there. Yeah, you can see. I got a couple things I just want to go back. Um, corrections already that we have to the show. Rick Grimes is, in fact, the main character of The Walking Dead. <laughs> I was right. You also said that the show is growing by word of mouth. Actually, incorrect. Word of mouth is Ludacris's... 2001 album by Def on uh, Def Jam label word of mouth right and then also so you it can't be growing by an album right well how would Ludacris's album from 2001 help the show be yeah growing? I stand corrected I think it's growing from people listening liking the show and then telling their friends to also listen to right the show. but it's not it's not growing by an album by Ludacris called word of mouth that's what I heard I don't right. know right and then also you said that the show every episode this month has more and more listeners. The show is growing every week. And then you also said earlier that I've been the guest on the show every episode this week. Right. You forgot to connect the dots appropriately and give me credit and saying this is the Shabiro effect. All the Shabiro holics, all the Shabroniacs, they're listening, they're liking my hot takes, and they they want more. Um, I don't think that's a correction, more as an addendum. It's an addendum, <laughs> yeah. but I I feel uh, indignant that you didn't come to the conclusion on your own that I am the magical sauce here. All I'm right. the illegit boss. All right, that's great. Let's keep these SAT words going. Hey, uh, we got a sponsor on this show. I, listen, I know that, you know that, but did they know that? You guys, listen, we have our first ever sponsor of the show, and let me tell you, it's a guy, he's a lawyer, you can meet him at the Comedians of Wrestling live show. He'll be there doling out legal advice. That's right, Adam Atter- Letterman, Adam Letterman, attorney at law. Adam is the top guy at the law firm Davis, Saperstein, and Solomon, located in New Jersey and New York. Adam was voted a top 40, under 40 lawyer nationally and certified by the Supreme Court of New Jersey as a civil trial attorney. Okay? Adam specializes in personal injury law. Call this guy if you've been hit by a car, a kendo stick, or an Elias' guitar. Now, all the cow listeners, I've, I've been told this by Adam himself, they get free legal advice from Adam. Just another perk of this podcast. You can simply just message Adam Letterman, L-E-D-E-R-M-A-N, got a you know, I got I to gotta pronounce it because I'm from Long Island. No yeah. way I'm doing it justice. Of course. Letterman on Facebook. He's in the Cow Comedians of Wrestling Facebook group. He's right So you there. can just message him right in there. Uh, so, hey, unlike Brock Lesnar, Adam will show up and be your legal champion. I love it. All right, you ready to get into some wrestling action? I was born ready. Okay. Um, cool. So, <laughs> first off, we got to give Kane a big congratulations. Oh, we have a new mayor in Knox County, Tennessee. Now, silly me, I thought Knox County was a county. Turns out it's a town that has its own mayor in yeah. Tennessee. I actually I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to look this up," and then I just didn't cuz I didn't care. That's true. Um it is unbelievable. It's also very unbelievable that Kane's wife is like two and a half feet shorter than him. Yeah. Very funny. Well, it would be insane if she was his same height. It would be insane if she was a seven foot tall big red machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also would expect her to have red hair or some sort of nod to the red machine motif of Kane. But she's not. She's just a 
you know, a, a, Mrs. Jacobs, Mrs. Jacobs, just Mrs. Jacobs to you, Tanya, and I don't know what her name is, but she uh, she was there. Kane accepted the mayoral victory, and he entered the stage coming out to his theme song. Yeah, yeah, it was great. His theme song being. Yeah, that one. Yep, this is beautiful. This is the content. This is what keeps the show going. I think I did a good job. I think you did a great job. I would just sing the Kane song. No, I would sing the lyrics, which I don't know. Yeah. So I think they go something like, He walks a silent song we know, and yeah, I sell. There are Kane lyrics? In one of the versions. Oh, yeah, there are. Yeah, or if and, you let it play long and, enough. And that's what he came out to. Because he's not, look, he's not just a wrestler. He's a, he's a, and every he's other. He's a demon. He's a, no, he's not just a demon. He's also a mayor. That's, and by the way, they should call him that now. Like, oh my God, it's the mayor. The mayor Kane. The demon mayor Kane has come back. Well, I was thinking, like, in the office, like, they get you get in 8.30, and you know that, like, Kane's coming in at 9, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, man, I hope we don't get Demon Kane today. I hope we get uh, Corporate Kane, because I got a lot to I got, I got a lot, lot to, to get do. done. You got to get some work done. And he shows up in the mess. Oh, fuck. And you're like, fuck, we got Demon Kane. He's just tombstoning everybody. Right. Lighting the whole place on fire. Anyway, that's who, congratulations to Knox County for becoming just a uh, you know, a, a complete kayfabe town. No, look, there's a strong tradition in this country of pro wrestlers becoming politicians. Yeah, makes Jess, sense. Jesse the Body Ventura was a governor. Yeah. Kane is a mayor. The president of the, of the country United. is currently a WWE Hall of Famer, Donald J. Trump. Yeah. The president of the United States has received a stunner. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, that should be something that makes me very proud it makes me very embarrassed <laughs> yeah i think that's the only thing i like about the guy the only president that i want that's taken a stunner before yeah. is the rock yeah he's the people's champ and he's gonna be the people's president one day guarantee you let me tell you something he runs i don't care what his policies are yeah. i'm voting for him his policies could be we're deporting kids and their parents to different countries so that yeah. they never meet each other again I'm oh voting my for God. Hot, hot. If the Rock says, hey. Jeb's in full effect. If the Rock's policy is, look, here's what we're doing. We're giving health care, but only to people who are rich. And we're going to just literally the health care for poor people is going to urinate on them like they have jellyfish sting. I'm still going to vote for the Rock. That's a bad <laughs> policy. I would hate that policy if someone else said it. If the Rock said it, I'm voting for him. Well, I think that's what happened in this country. Anyway, this is not a political podcast, but hey, the wrestlers are pulling us that way. The yeah. Rock didn't rule out running for president. So, you know, what What can we do? I mean, I think by 2020, this might just be a full-on political <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it will still be a wrestling podcast, but you'll have to discuss politics. Can you imagine that if Kane was like, all right, guys, uh, thanks for coming out. Like, he's running for re-election, and he's like, all right, guys, we got, you know, they bring out, like, Springsteen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we got a musical guest here, but it's fucking Elias. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you could fully just replace everything. And he just heals off on the crowd. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, But they love it, though. Well, then Kane just tombstones him and then they they love it they love it they love, they it. love it i gotta say one thing about elias i don't know if you plan on talking about him later this podcast. well I, you know what i'm cool with just jumping right to elias because here's the deal this is what I, my thought for this podcast and then we'll, and then we're gonna start with your elias thought yeah all right roman like dominated raw this week yeah. he had like i don't know he had like four different segments and then right. I, he almost tagged with rollins right for a second match of the night uh and it's like He's uh, Roman is clickbait, man. I mean, the guy like he's the low hanging fruit. So I'm gonna say, yeah, let's start away from Roman. Okay. Even though he's number one on the call sheet here. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about Elias because I look Elias. He's doing the same shit 
yeah. but he's doing it better and better every week. Yeah, they yeah. find ways to make the same shit interesting. They're heightening it. Now he has a documentary crew. I mean, fuck me because I didn't see his his documentary on the network yet. Yeah. I'm sure it's amazing, but I know they make him look like a buffoon in it. So he's making his own documentary with his own paid people. To- I heard it was uneven. I didn't watch it yet either. Um, I'm going to watch it tonight. Um, but uh, th- I heard that like part of it is serious and then some of it is shoot. Okay. Uh, um, Kayfabe is like people just being like, who? Right, you know, it'd be like Bieber or whatever, just being like, "Who's Elias?" They got Bieber in this doc. Yeah, well, that's no, a coup. whoever. No, not Bieber. Whoever's the most low-rate Bieber <laughs> on the planet. That's what they got. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the yeah. They got JC uh, Chazé. Yeah. All right. So cool. So but- Aaron Lewis from Stained. <laughs> the guy's great. I, I like that guy. Uh, Surprised he doesn't do more stuff with WWE. He seems like right in the wheelhouse of a WWE. I think he's extremely. He's a very radical Republican, I think, to the point where he might it might be a, like a bad look. A no-go? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so anyway, Elias this week, I mean, I hate that they're putting him in a program with Bobby Lashley because that guy is a charisma suck. It just bores me to tears. Yeah, but I, I'm a Lashley mark. I know. You just like watching him because he's just too weird <laughs> he's so, for words. He's so bad that I love it. But I love that Elias was doing his own doc this week. I love that he never hits his enemy with his guitar because it's a good guitar. Yeah, it's a real guitar. That's the amazing, that's the that's the difference between Elias and all these kayfabe rockers. That's a real guitar that Fender made for him, cl- custom. So even when he's going to attack his opponent from behind, he's not going to hit him with the guitar. He's not going to, you'll never see that guitar break. Right. Because that's a good guitar. Well, they have an, they have an amazing thing with Elias, Strowman, um, I mean, even Ronda in a way, they have a bunch of talents whose their best thing is has nothing to do with wrestling. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where their talent is uh, oh, the Miz also. Yeah, the Miz. I, I wrote a list of them actually here, but I think we just hit all of them. I think the Miz is the other one I had. Uh, I, I added Carmella there too, sure, uh, because her Alexa. appeal has nothing to do with ring work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alexa also. I just yeah, Alexa also. But the thing with it is amazing. The, the longevity there of these characters is like you, they don't they don't have to have matches every week, right? You know what I mean? Like that's the amazing. Like, and I think Elias is the pinnacle of it. Mm-hmm. The the magic of an Elias character is that he can have captivating segments, right? That don't have anything. I forgot he was a wrestler this week. That's what I wrote in the Facebook. Page. I don't, when was the last? Time? I don't remember the last time he wrestled. I have no memory. I think it was Rollins for the IC belt. He must have had a match after that. I mean, sometimes he'll 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 rough it up with people. Like he'll he'll no he, he yeah he roughs it up, but he's a segment guy. He's a segment guy. That's a sweet spot to be in because when he wrestles, it is it will it's be a, a spectacle. Deal. It's a big deal. But let me ask you this, right? When, when all these guys talk about how they were growing up and they always wanted to be WWE wrestlers and they think about, like, oh, I want to be on WrestleMania. I want to be the guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tr- – do you think part of that dream it's is – a mistake. No, do you think that dream is <laughs> Your like – dream should be something else. No, but do you think their dream – part of that dream is like, I want to be a guy who plays the guitar but doesn't actually have any matches but is really funny. Like, does anyone dream of being a segment guy? Yeah, I mean, because so many of the best wrestlers are the best because of their segments, not because of their wrestling. It seems funny that these guys have to train to be pro wrestlers. They have to go to the fucking dungeon or hang out with Killer Kowalski for 10 years and take bumps (laughs) when all they really got to be doing is learning how to play the guitar. You know, like that's what's funny to me. Like, is anyone's dream to be a great performer wrestler, not a great in-ring wrestler? Yes, me. (laughs) 
Nice. My dream would to be to be <laughs> would to be uh, like having cool uh, segments. Yeah. What would, what I, would want, I want like a snake. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's I the want... thing. What I was gonna say is that everyone dreams of being a wrestler and seeing their name in the big lights and having those matches, but they never think about what their gimmicks gonna be. Like if if you had a dream, that's to be a big entertainer guy. What is your dream segment? Is For it, me? Yeah. Is it a talk show like? You know, Owen, like, uh, you know, talk is Jericho. Yeah, it's it's I mean, everything The Rock did. That's my okay. dream segment. Like, The Rock, uh, I mean, The Rock played the guitar also. Uh, Remember? Barely. Well, he sung Smackdown Hotel. He strummed it one time, maybe. No, he, I mean, yeah, he's not great at guitar, but. He touched the guitar and, and noise came out of it, but he didn't play the guitar like Elias does. No, like, my, the segments that come to mind, like, are, like, like the best segments are, like, all the Stone Cold Rock stuff. It's like, so, the like, I, the, I don't know why this is the one in my mind, but there's, I remember The Rock giving a eulogy for Taker. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he was, like, up by the ramp, and they had, like, mounds of dirt. <laughs> and he was just at a podium pretending the Undertaker was actually dead. That's great. But he was, like, pretending to be sad, but yeah. also just talking shit. Yeah. Love that. It. I love that. Okay. I want to shoot, uh, like, the beer truck. I want the milk truck. Like, all that stuff. So, but your dream segment would yeah, be yeah. to give a eulogy or, or to drive a truck? Like, what's the thing that you yeah. want to do? The num- all right, what's your segment? I got to think. I don't know that I have one. I'm just it's just an interesting thing to say because everyone thinks about being a big wrestler. I know what you're saying is that like when you're like I want to be a wrestler, do you think about bumping and uh, you be like yo I want to like I want to have a big match. Right. Everyone thinks about their big match. Who gives a shit about their matches? That's you know secondary. You got to be when you want to be a wrestler when you're growing up as a kid. It's funny that none of us think about like here's this hilarious or amazing segment I want. Yeah. I what I want my segment to be would be. Uh, kidnapping the boss's daughter, drugging her, and marrying her against her will. <laughs> no, just oh, yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Triple H did that. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Would you rather? Okay. Would you rather be in? Uh, would you rather have the match made in heaven, or like the Daniel Bryan moment at WrestleMania 30? I, look, I'm not shitting on having a big WrestleMania moment, and having a great match. Yeah. I think everyone dreams of having that would Daniel Bryan have moment. You're a wedding segment. I think everyone <laughs> dreams. Of, I think everyone dreams of having that Daniel Bryan yeah, WrestleMania yeah. 30 moment, but they really need to realize that that moment doesn't exist without good segments. Yeah, and they should be dreaming about what kind of segments they want to have. Actually, the thing I want to do the most is the Rollins cash in at 31. Yeah, I want that's to, probably the that's best. That's what thing. I, I want to cash in at Mania. <laughs> I want to heel cash in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, everything. All my dreams involve the briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful but, object. Anyway, what I'm saying is that like the most over guys are Strowman, Elias, Miz, Alexa. Um, anyone else that you put in that category? Yeah, most, I mean, I put AJ in that category, and he's a match guy. Yes, AJ is a match guy. He, uh, but mo- but by and large, guy sounds like match guy. But by and large, most of them are, are segment people. Well, I always make the point, there's one guy who could be the best wrestler, and then he, that's his gimmick. Right, yeah. He's the best wrestler. He's the best wrestler. Yeah, but uh, it, it's a, it's kind of amazing how, when it comes to WWE, that, like, that, that stuff gets, the stuff that's not wrestling is what makes the wrestler. Right. Still. Sure, wrestling isn't wrestling. Yeah. So, like, uh... Yeah, so uh, I'm just thinking about it. Like, Elias, like, if you are Elias right now, you have no titles, and you're kind of, he's getting steps away from being, like, a title holder in a way. Right. He will definitely, I, I think he has potential to be the champion. The the main belt holder. Yeah, potential. I'm well, talking one about. One day, one day, sure, sure. 
Yeah. He's got yeah. the charisma for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, all you need is, like, a moment. Right. You know, Daniel Bryan, you wouldn't think. Right. He had, like, a moment. So, we'll see what, what, what that is. But I'm just saying, like, would... <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a step to the side here. Take a side step. Because we're uh, I'm rambling a bit, but this is because I've had two points. Today when I was watching um, SmackDown, I had the thought about, like, I was thinking about this Elias point, and I yeah. was thinking about, like, when you come into the performance center and you're like, I was like an ex-football player or right. whatever, and you're like, now I'm in wrestling. And like, yeah, I was a fan of wrestling, but now I'm a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And... Probably like the first. I don't know this for sure. I could ask people who are wrestlers, but probably the first thing they do is like, "Yo, this is like, it's not about ego. It's about like the business and like what your role is in that match." Blah blah blah. Right. And I think when you get through that, like, let's call it a boot camp. Right. Right. You got to break them down to right. build them back up. When you come out the other side of that, do you think that your brain is now like, like Elias, where he's like, that segment is just as important as having a main event title match on Raw. Yeah. You, or, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, hey, I filled those. I, I entertained those people for 20 minutes on Raw and like to the point where he doesn't even think about titles. I don't think he gives a shit about it. Because I've got that vibe when I talk to wrestlers that like they don't think about belts the way that we think about belts. No, I mean, that's a part of it, but it's not the thing. The thing is how over you are. Right. How how much TV time you get? How how your segments are doing? And that then the belts will come. Right. You'll then get I think the in Japan, they really care about the titles. In Japan, they care about the titles and win-losses a little bit more, which I actually, I'm really happy to see that win-losses seem to matter a little bit now. Yeah. With the Kevin Owens-Braun Strowman feud, like Braun's power's going down and Owens has started being like, look, if you lose by countout, I'm taking that briefcase. Like, right. They're making wins and losses matter in a way that they didn't. Oh, one pay-per-view ago when Braun just threw Kevin Owens off, a, off, off the cage and, and right. lost the match and didn't give a shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, wins and losses don't matter as much. Titles don't matter well, as much as they do in Japan. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm gonna make this even clearer. Like, yeah. so, uh, um, like, all right. I'm an improv comic. People know that. I've yeah. done improv for a long time. Yes. And for a long time, when you go through school, it's like you, you, they're like, hey, well, like in a scene, you're a straight man sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And then, and or forget about even being a straight man because I'm cool with that. But sometimes, like, what's your role? You know what I mean? And you're like, hey, the show was good, but my role was minimal, but I was a glue player, let's say. Maybe not like the sexy star. And I have to be honest with myself and know that, like, I was never cool just being, like, the glue player. And I I, I also didn't feel like that was actually my role. I didn't think that I was helping by doing that. Like, I think, you know what I mean? I felt like, so I'm saying that could I, if I was like, yo, um... My role, I'm here to just get this guy over and completely bury look, my ego. I think some people have to, look, you got to know your role and shut your mouth, like The yeah. Rock said. The Rock says this, and, th- and that's and that's literally what it boils down to. Some people have certain roles to play, but you got to know what's going to bring you to the dance, right? I think all of wrestling is just trying to search and find that gimmick, that angle, that thing, 1% of the whoop ass, yeah. that's going to bring you to the dance. And what, maybe it's not going to be the thing you thought. Right. But you're going to find something that works, and then that's your role. Boom. Now you play that part. Elias, right. I don't think he thought he was going to be a guitar-playing mega heel. Classic heel is just going to shit on the town he's in every night. Right. But that's that's what works for him. He's got to ride that horse all the way to the finish line. Right. Because it works. But o- he, Other uh, guys like Lashley haven't found the thing that works for them yet. So they're, they're shoehorning them in angles, and they're trying to figure out, you know, booking that's going to make them look good and get them over. But- 
he doesn't have a role yet. Right. So you can go kind of like the the goof angle. There's and many roles all, you can play, And they yeah. all can lead to the same summit. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like just different paths. Look, but that's separate from my point is that like I'm like if your if your role is all right, let's say you are, let's say you have now transformed right. into um Someone, it can't be like Big Show because Big Show right now, Big Show did ha- was big time. Now he's like over the hill, so now yeah. he's playing that role. But what if you're a full time blank who's like a, who's like a, like a glue guy? Uh, what you call like, like an R jobber to the star? An yes. R truth, R truth, Dillinger. Yeah, I true R truth. If you're R truth, what? How do you feel about yeah, it? He, yeah, I mean that's just look. If you if you hated it and he thought you you either got to believe. In yourself that you have more to offer, or you got to believe that this is a great spot for you to be in right now. I think our truth believes he's in the right spot. He's making right. money. He's torn. He's working. People like him. Things are good, so he's happy. If what he about wasn't like happy, Alicia Fox right, this but, week, that we get tie that into this week. Sure, but I was gonna say if our truth wasn't happy, he'd do what Cody did and left. Right, but he right. didn't, so he's fine. Alicia Fox, I mean. A month ago, I didn't even know she was still with the company. She's having like a moment right now. Yeah, for better or for worse, she seems crazy, right? Like she seems like she doesn't know what she's doing out there. Well, I don't. That's my in my notes here is that like I feel like I don't know if she's working us or she's just legit like bananas. Like her timing on the like she actually seems like has like charisma. There's some charisma. She's like kind of pretty articulate in a way. She's saying cool stuff, but her like rhythm and timing on the microphone is so off. Like you, I just wanted to give her a note. Like just keep your mouth near the microphone. You've been at the company for ten years. You don't know. Look in the mic when you're talking. Like have your mouth in front of the microphone when you're speaking. Yeah, it's nuts. And she it wasn't clear what she was saying, but the things she was saying were cool. Right, and she was very animated, but like in a way that's like, what are you? What's happening here? Like she right. was doing good work, but it was very unfocused. It seemed, look, I don't want to diagnose her. It seemed a little bipolar. Well, honestly, I, I think, think that needs- is the Foxy gimmick. I think Fox's gimmick is she's bipolar. I'd like her to see a psychiatrist. Yeah, um, but I think that well, I think that is her gimmick is that she's crazy. Okay, because remember for a while she was wearing the captain's hat. You don't remember that? No, but uh, uh yeah, you she was that, wearing, but uh, she was I'm wearing saying- some sort of Captain Crunch. Yeah. She was uh, the captain of today. today. She was the captain of Survivor Series Raw team. That was her credit that she bragged about yeah. on, on and Monday. And, I and she dressed like a week. pilot captain. Okay, going into SummerSlam dressed as a uh, as like as a, a, as like, a, a like a like like a commercial a sh- airliner pilot, like a ship yeah, captain. Like she was still dressed like sexy or whatever, yeah. but then uh, um, all the new men would get mad at me for saying for that saying she, someone looks sexy. Men that? or women could dress sexy; it's not weird or sexist or swampy. She was dressed sexy and also like a captain. That's fine. Okay, so she was wearing, you know, she was still in like her bikini gear, right? Uh, but like had a captain's hat on and a little jacket. Yeah, like a Halloween costume. Yeah, and then she was like. Had like uh, intercom. Oh, really? It was like, this am, is your captain speaking. That's amazing. I'm <laughs> yeah, so yeah. on board with that. I, yeah, a, it was well, good. How long ago was that? That was like Survivor Series this year. Yeah, like 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out 2017. Yeah, you were out. You were out. I had a bad year. You had a bad year. But uh, uh, um, people putting piecing the puzzles together. She was. That was. Her, yeah. That's an amazing yeah, little was, bit I, of business. I dug it. So then, then, but then, like you, she was like kind of gone for a while. Yeah. She, I haven't seen her in months. Yeah. So anyway, she, she came back uh, for this match with Ronda. But I want to make sure we summed up our other points before okay. we go into that. It's yeah. like so. The, I think there's two elements to it. One element was like, 
are you cool with being like a utility player? Right. And I think that, some people are. Right. Like some I think it's some roles I'm like, that's an awesome role. Like I see like Heath Slater yeah. and I'm like, dude, what he's doing great work to the point and most guys who do good work in that way. I'm like, I'm cool if you throw a title on them. Right. Well, that's the thing. You do, you you work at the company, you put in your time, and you do good work. Eventually, it's going to get noticed. So, bit players like Heath Slater, even like R Truth, at some point, they might say, you know what, this guy's doing pretty good work. He's filling a role, and you know, let's right. let's let's run with it. Let's see how far we could we could run with this. Right. And sometimes they hit a wall, and you find out, nah, no one, no one's, this isn't working for people. Right. And sometimes it surprises you how far you could take it. Like the B team. Is taking it all the way to the bank. The same as Slater and Rhino. Right. I mean, they had titles at some point, right? Yeah. Yes. They were the first SmackDown tag team. Yeah, which is a huge, that's a bit of history right now. Yeah. But the B team just dusted off a new theme song this week. Amazing. Yeah. But they are one of those things where, like, let's, these guys are putting in their time. They're doing good work. They were the Mizdorot. They're, 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 they're filling a role. Let's see. And people are liking them. Yeah. Let's so, see how far we could run with this. Okay. So uh, uh, the thing with Elias, what I think is that the. I think we're just in this era where you really see the benefit of like, you're not a, uh, you're not Daniel Bryan, you're not AJ Styles, you're not an indie workhorse coming in, you're not Ricochet, right. like right, you come in. Although me and Newman disagreed, I watched Ricochet's promo last week on NXT, and I was like, it was really bad. Like right. I was like, it was like this guy really needs to work on his mic skills. Right. And Newman was like, how's that bad? You compare every. He's like, you compare every promo to The Rock, and I was like, yeah, I do. I was I like, mean, yeah, I was like, yes, it is unfair to expect The Rock's work, but. He's the benchmark for me. Sure. Right? He's like, the 10 out of 10 is rock. It's like Juice Robinson said, if you're not trying to be the rock, the hell are you doing here? I'm loving those Juice promos. I mean, everyone is. Everyone's loving the Juice uh, promos. Th they're kind of amazing because they're just like all, they're just fully genuine. They're, yeah. all, they're just shoot. Yeah, they're shoot. But yeah. I didn't want to. Okay. Uh, We're derailing yeah, the derailing point. this thing, yeah. Is, uh, is that, what was my point? I mean, it's been derailed to the point of oblivion, <laughs> but it was saying that, like, Newman says that how can you compare Ricochet's promos to The Rock? Yeah, we were talking about, I was talking about work rate guys. Right, right, right. And then I derailed on Ricochet. Wow, so much to talk about. Uh, is that, like, we? I felt like in the past couple of, past, like, three, four, maybe let's say five years, the indie scene boomed so hard yeah. to the point where it took wrestling to the next level work rate wise. Right. And that's still what's going on in Japan. But it is showing like WWE where like in in the wake of that, everyone trying to be like, oh, it's about the wrestling in that Daniel Bryan hole that came after the CM Punk era. Right. I feel like a bunch of people have slid in who don't have the work that work rate. Yeah, but because they've what they, they're like, hey, well, I'm gonna do it this the '90s way. Well, because they have they have charisma and mic skills, and they fill other roles that wrestling needs. It needs comedy spots. It needs a little bit of shtick. It needs a little bit of gimmick. It does. It's not just matches. There's a reason that NJPW is not the biggest product in America. It's because American audiences want more than just six star matches. They want to be entertained. Right. And Vince gets it, man. People shit on Vince. He gets it. It's just interesting. I think it's, yeah. It's a, you know, anyway, this week just, it really was on display. Because if you look at Elias, let's focus on Elias specifically. Yeah. The guy is shadily a pretty good worker. Yeah. Shadily in incredible shape. shape. Yeah. Jacked, like one of the most jacked guys in the locker room. Absolutely. Uh, he has amazing hair, by the way. He doesn't really. He, he let he, it, it fell down this yeah. week. It came out of the bun and it was really glorious. Uh, he has uh, the look of a pro wrestler in a classic sense. The fact that he, he actually looks 
like a bigger macho man. Yeah, he's like a macho man. He looks like the macho man. Uh, and he's got this amazing charisma and end act where you're like, if he has the belt, he can hide in plain sight, not wrestling in that way that Brock Lesnar is like not wrestling, where it's just like, hey, uh, I'm not wrestling because I'm working on an album. Yeah, I got a touring <laughs> schedule, man. And right? then he's making salt. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's uh, man, they got, I, that's what I'm saying. He, he feels like such a... He could have such a great IC run. He's a star. I mean, that's what you Except said. Except for the fact that the IC belt right now is the work right, is the work belt. It's the worker belt. So while they have to move. Once Reigns gets the universal title next week, then that can go back to, like, every guy who's at IC. Every guy wrestling at IC level is immediately bumped up a belt. Yeah. When Once Brock goes away. Sure, yeah. It, it raises, uh, it, it creates a spot. Yeah, it's a slide. Any lies? Anyway, so all right, back to Alicia Fox. Back, oh, we're going back to Alicia Fox. All right, all right. let's just talk about the Ronda Rousey segment because we okay. were talking about that. So Ronda Rousey wrestles Alicia Fox in a way where they made this match like super, not, not in a weird way, uh, strange only because we watch this thing every week. Mm-hmm. So like, if you watch UFC, they intro the main event match the same way every time. Right. Right. Like it's Bruce Buffer comes yeah. out and then they do it. Say the sponsors. They treated this match, which was just an exhibition match on Raw, like it was like a UFC title fight. It had a promo package. It had like a full on ring announcing a promo before. Uh, then they interviewed the <laughs> challenger. Alexa, they decided to interview Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yeah, Alicia Fox <laughs> came to the, the match to Alexa's <laughs> music. <laughs> I mean, they know where their bread is buttered. They know who the star is there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not Alicia. But yeah, it was the, anything Ronda is going to be given the full red carpet pay-per-view treatment. And that's a good thing, man. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Like, it, it was a little jarring that they decided to interview Alicia and Alexa right before the match. But it's just putting more time in that segment. Yeah, uh... Uh, so, there's something like a Ronda Rousey. Again, this hits on my same point this week, which is that like having a skill outside of wrestling is so fucking valuable, and it always has been. I mean, Kurt Angle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Ronda Rousey, when she's just like shadow boxing backstage, yeah. it's like magic. It's so you, like, crazy. Yeah, you start seeing like, oh, that, oh, that's that's real fighting. <laughs> it's it, she looks incredible. She looks way more threatening than any of these people. Yeah, it looks amazing. The crazy thing is, she was never known for her striking. Like, she's not a striker. No, she's a grappler. She got destroyed when she faced strikers. Right. Well, there's there <laughs> well, there were a couple strikers that she outstruck. Yeah, in her career, in her storied, famed Hall of Fame career, I still think she's the greatest female fighter of all time in the UFC history. I will stand by that. She might not be able to hang with some of these women today, but she put women's MMA on the map. And okay. she had a couple knockouts in her in her run. Yeah. But she's not known as a striker, so it's funny that they call her, like, you know, this excellent striker and show her shadow boxing and stuff. Yeah, but when she shadow boxes or whatever, like, it, it's just, it's like, whoa, like it, it looks different. The only thing about Rousey is that when she is in the ring and she, like, removes the leather jacket yeah. and she's wearing, like, her, like, sports bra or whatever she fights in, whatever you want to call it, like, her, she... Is so jacked. Yeah. Like, she looks so scary. She's the best. Yeah. She's look, She's feminine and jacked at the same time. She's a legitimate threat in there. Her physicality is head and shoulders more believable and thereby more threatening looking than any other performer on the roster. She is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, it was an obvious squash match. Rousey uh, uh, won her first match there. She's judo flipping like a maniac. She did uh, three amigos of judo flips. Which, by the way, is a move that I think will never get old. The judo flip? No, I think she'll keep doing it. And Why we'll, not? We'll like it the whole way through. I mean, people have signature moves. Yeah. 
Eddie Guerrero had the three amigos. <laughs> yeah. You know? Just three German suplexes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, other people have done triple triple moves before. So her triple is going to be the judo throw. Oh, does she? Yeah, she did it three times, yeah, right? As a, as a Was she holding the wrist the whole time? Yeah. And she's wow. flipping around. She looked great in there. She's doing great work. She already has a move set that's really exciting. It's already great. She has, a, she has a fit. I don't even know Alexa. Oh, I guess she has the Twisted Bliss and a DDT. Yeah, she has the. What Sasha Banks is, does the, the bank, bank statement. statement and but she has no she has strike a back, finisher. She has a backstabber. She does a backstabber into, into the, the bank, bank statement. statement. Yeah. Belly to belly. That's an awful. Charlotte has the awful move. natural Char- selection. Natural selection as well as the and figure, figure eight. eight. Yeah. What's Carmella's finish? She just kicks you in the head. Yeah, she has just like a, the the Del Rio kick. I mean, it's just a kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whatever. All right. Anyway, uh, cool. So Ronda Rousey killed it. Now let's get into the the main. Yeah. What squeeze, did you want to start? How do you want to start this podcast? The Paul Paul did- Heyman. Okay, yeah, top story of the week, I guess, is Paul Heyman. Well, right? I just wanted to avoid the Roman Reigns. Like, he's just, it's just, it's, we always start with him, and then it leads to Brock, and then it, I'm like, all right, let's get, so Paul Heyman this week cut a promo, a, a, it was not, it was a promo, but it was a backstage pre-taped interview right. with uh, uh, Renee, Renee Young uh, that was a lot of people seeing the best thing, promo they'd ever seen. I disagree. People were going nuts for it. Um, well, we, let, let's get into it. I don't think it's the best promo. Heyman has put out 20 better promos than that. This was unique in its novelty. Like, you never see Paul Heyman red-eyed and fake crying, but I don't think he did anything better than what he usually does. It's just different. Yeah. So I think it's easy to say, oh, this is the best, just because we've never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, coming in it from the angle where I saw a lot of posts being like, yo, that was the best thing I'd ever seen, I kind of had higher expectations for right. it, but... The expectations were appropriate in a way. I just expected it to be an, a classic in-ring promo yeah. just from seeing the you know, the Twitter and whatnot. But for me, the thing about this segment that I thought was incredible was, first off, like, Heyman, his acting was amazing. He, he could be in yeah. the movies. Yeah. I, he could 100% in the movies. I don't know why they always, they're putting the Miz in movies, they're putting John Cena in movies. He's a new, he could play Penguin. Uh, he, could, he could play anything. Yeah. He could play fucking Othello. He could play any role in the world in the book. <laughs> He's amazing, okay? They put, they put fucking Ted DiBiase Jr. in a, in a movie one time from WWE Studios. Well, he, he put, played Marine? I think like the Marine 14 or something like that. He's <laughs> yeah, the Marine yeah. 14. Yeah. Put Paul Heyman in a starring dramatic role. The first dramatic picture from WWE Studios. A rom-com. No, rom-com is not dramatic. I want a drama. <laughs> I want an Oscar bait you movie. Want, uh, you I don't want, want him to play. Yo, put Paul Heyman in a rom-com. As what? <laughs> the love interest. He's disgusting. I mean, <laughs> you put him in with like, uh, you know, like a Jennifer Aniston. No, put him with a Jennifer Grey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he should. He could be. He could be winning Oscars right now. Well, he could play in that. Who did the fucking The Shape of Things? What was that called? The Shape of Everything? The Shape of Water? No, uh, maybe I'm th- the Theory, theory of Everything. Of everything. Yo, I'm, com- you I'm combining he, movies. You, you want him to, to play Hawking? Yeah, I want Paul Heyman playing Stephen Hawking. <laughs> He'd lose some weight for the role, like Tom Hanks. You know, like uh, Christian Bale for the Machinist. He would go to great lengths. He's a fantastic actor. He's the best actor WWE has ever produced. Yo, that that's a great idea for WWE. WWE should 
make shot-for-shot remakes of movies <laughs> with Heyman as the star. They talk about The Rock having the biggest crossover appeal and he's the biggest box office draw. That's because they're doing it all wrong. Yeah. Paul Heyman will have the biggest box office appeal. He will be the new Rock. They go back to 21. and do Remember they did the oh, in Hollywood? those were they did great. The, the promos? Because it was big time. You can't handle the truth? That was some great shit. If you are not familiar, go back and do yourself a favor. Watch all the promos, the movie vignette parody promos that they did for WrestleMania 21 with all the wrestlers playing classic movies. They had a great one with JBL yeah. and John Cena doing A Few Good Men. Yeah. Love it. What about, did they do a basic instinct with Hornswoggle? <laughs> they did a basic instinct, maybe, <laughs> they did, right? But who was it? It wasn't Hornswoggle. It had to be like Stacey Keebler or yeah, something. Yeah, it was one of those old school divas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Heyman. So, to be fair, I'm not saying it was a bad promo. I don't think it was bad. I think it was really good. I think it was really good. All I'm saying is I disagree with people saying this is the best promo they've ever seen or this is the best promo they've ever seen Heyman do. It was very good, but it's not the best. All right, people. two points. Is I feel like Heyman showed us a taste of what the potential of pro wrestling for me. Like, I think pro wrestling could be full on, way more like dramatic. Like, I think professional wrestling could be a lot more serious and more adult. I think, but not adult yeah. in the way that it's perverted, right. like the Attitude Era. But like the relationships could be a lot deeper and a lot more meaningful. You know what I, I mean? Agree. It takes more complex so. writing, and it's probably not worth it. It's definitely not worth it to do because playing broad like they do and keeping it tongue in cheek gives it the you know the, the mass the, appeal, right? The mass appeal it has it's theater it. for the people, right? Absolutely, and it's PG and whatever, but. Paul Heyman was up there, like where, a point where you're you you felt for him, and also the storyline was like it's a man who he was in like a completely abusive relationship, like he's still being like he's uh, he was defending Brock a little yeah. bit. He was sure. like full on like he won't call me like this, but it's like he's like on point. He's still he's so good. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, Paul Heyman. It's like the thing where it's like it's my fault. It's my. It was almost yeah, like that. Definitely. And um, yeah, I just felt like it was. Uh, it was. It was such an amazing thing where you're like, wow, look, this Paul Heyman character. You're interested where he's going, like any TV show. Sure. Yeah, I think. Like, Paul- will he get back with Brock? <laughs> will will he, he won't? Right. Be. What's he gonna do at SummerSlam? I don't know. And it's now probably the most anticipated thing to look for is what is Paul Heyman going to do at SummerSlam? Right. Not, will he help Will he help Brock? Will he help Roman? What's this guy going to well, do? Uh, and, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm saying like, in a way where, look at the female uh, build right now. Don't it's mind more, if I it's do. More, look at the female build. I'm mm, not, delicious. Oh, yeah, we're not talking about wrestling anymore. Okay. I got a chart. You I have an that? anatomical uh, yeah, yeah. map this of a female, the female build. Okay. No, look at the female build to SummerSlam right now. Uh, even on both shows, really. But, but let's focus on Ronda Alexa. That's more of a classic build to a pay-per-view. Or or I was just keeping it raw. Even look at the Joe uh, AJ uh, They're things. They're literally, they're very similar. It's right. a classic heel in one version, the chicken shit heel Alexa, who's finally, Ronda's finally going to get her hands on her and get her revenge. The Joe AJ thing is more, this is a monster heel who's like always, you know, beating this guy up behind his back whenever he can. Now right. this guy's going to get his hands on him. And so... This Brock thing is so much. This Brock Reigns thing, completely with different, Heyman is so much more nuanced. Not to mention, you have the briefcase on the line and with the cash in there. Like that's almost a separate. It's a separate point thing entirely. But just the fact of this is not your classic heel versus face. 
you know, scenario. This right. is like nuanced and emotional, and we're invested. And there's a third party in Paul Heyman, a guy who's not even a wrestler. We're more concerned with this guy's emotional state and what he's going to do more than with what's going to happen in the ring. Absolutely, and that's incredible. And his allegiance is in question and important and and important to you. Yeah, you will feel when you're watching SummerSlam if you have a moment where they're like both down and 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 Paul Heyman is deciding which guy to like. Yeah. Wake up, right? Right? Yeah. You know what I mean. You're gonna be, you're gonna be emotionally attached to that decision. That's good storytelling, right? You can't be emotionally invested in the Alexa Rondeville. I mean, you are a little. It's a, it's a little. It's a little bit of a. It's a bump. It's a, you're taking a little bit of a hit. You got There's a little really jolting there. You really just want to see the good guy beat up the bad guy. So you got that's, right. It's a very su- superficial emotional investment. Right. With Heyman, we're getting deep emotions. We're getting some deep tissue emotion. Right. But here's the other thing: is that what I like, what I've defended about the whole Brock Reigns thing, is that like it is long term, a long term story. Right. You know what I mean? So there is a thing there where it's like, oh, well, this feels important. The only problem here is that it's been botched by Roman stinking and Brock not being around. Right. But if you if I parlay that into the Daniel Bryan Miz storyline, right, which to me has potential to headline WrestleMania. Yeah. If, if they start it now and this leads to Mania, I mean, if they have Daniel Bryan win right now, they're blowing the whole thing. All right. And this is a big sto- This is a big topic on the Comedians Wrestling Facebook page. We can talk about wrestling at four in the morning under his eye. Bless it be the fruit. Um, if you listen to this and you're not on the Facebook page, you're missing out on the 4D <laughs> experience of the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page. Uh, p- podcast, by the way. This, every, this discussion, it stops right there, picks up right there right on there, the Facebook on the page. Internet. So uh, join the join the Facebook page. Uh, the It's what the least swampy fucking uh, pro, uh, pro wrestling group on Facebook. Anyway, so... Uh, the, the Daniel Bryan Miz thing. I'm saying like, yeah, the the big topic was should Daniel Bryan Miz? What happens at their match at SummerSlam? And everyone seems to be in agreement. Whether you're Daniel Bryan or Mark, like I like Daniel Bryan a lot. You think he's a complete zero? I don't think he's a complete no, you think zero. He's a B minus. I think he's the most overrated superstar in the history of the company. Right. I think he's good. But he's not that good. Okay, so you think he's the most overrated ever, right? Yeah. But we're both in agreement that Miz has to to win. Has to win. Or they're destroying this storyline. Right. Yeah. And he has to win clean. Sure. But that's a too tall of an order. He's not going to beat him clean. Beating him clean would be the most interesting, best thing they could do for the storyline. They will have him beat him by cheating. Well, when was the last time Miz won a match clean? He no schmas at all. he, He won a match recently, I think. He beat Roman for the IC title, but that there was the buckle was exposed. Right, and didn't he do something in that gauntlet match? He was he did some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat Daniel Bryan after the Bludgeon Brothers <laughs> kicked his ass, right? And then he claimed that Daniel Bryan was 100%, which is what's so good about Miz. All right, the he Miz was, is amazing. He got up. I could see he was 100%, and I beat him with just my finishing move. <laughs> the Miz is the best. He's yeah. the best thing going. Um, Are we, just to close the... the the tie a loop up here. Yeah. Uh, are we done talking about Heyman? No, I just parlayed it. You parlayed. All, what all else do we the, need to say about Heyman? Know, I, I'm just so excited. We're all it's a over great the week. I, here's the la- here's something I want to say about the Heyman. I think we covered most. Right, we need go to, to Heyman, Heyman, then we're going to Daniel Bryan. Here's, and it ties into both Heyman and the Miz, Daniel Bryan. Story. This is this yeah. Is I a, actually was done with Heyman. This but is yeah, a what blanket statement. What I want to say is. This is for the Shabroniacs. This is for the Shabroniacs. Shabroniacs, yeah. Formerly the Shabiroholics. We are the force that's making this the most listened to podcast every week compared to other episodes of the podcast. Had nothing to do with Dan Soder. Nah, this was all me, baby. So, 
pro wrestling every week, specifically the WWE, is the most watched show on cable for, for decades at this point. Yeah. Why hasn't it won any Emmys? This is in this my stand-up. This should win Emmys. This is already in my stand-up. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I haven't seen this. Yeah. It should win Emmys. And forget, it doesn't have to win the best best you know programming, but even like a daytime Emmy. I say the exact point on oh, stage. Okay. It I'll should. Play, I played for it the other night. I was like, what, what the fuck is this? It's fucking oh, bullshit. Sorry. Too many people watching? Is that the problem? That's the, they're not giving it a fair shake. What about just costuming or pyro or or uh, editing? Like there's, I I I I completely a thousand percent agree. And now we're throwing Heyman in there, giving Oscar Oscar award winning performances. If this doesn't win an Emmy for Heyman, I don't know what will. Yeah, we gotta get that hashtag going. Oscar for Heyman. Oscar for Heyman. <laughs> Emmy for Heyman. No, just Oscar. He's got to win an Oscar. Oscar. This is the best feature film. <laughs> I need an Oscar for Paul Heyman before I die. Uh, you know no, why Heyman I was great in that? He he had a great like put me out of my misery moment to Renee that we didn't sure. talk about where he was just like do your job because sure. she asked him something that was just too hurtful, which was what I don't even was know. like. Do you think that you're done? I don't even, or do you think that he needs you anymore? Right, that hurt him. That hurt Paul very much. Because he was like, I saw this as a romance of me, the UFC title on one arm, <laughs> the, the 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 Universal title on the other arm, and, we're, and we and go off behind him and we ride off at the sunset. <laughs> it was it was it was a little ridiculous at times. It was a great great promo. He sells the fuck out of it. I mean, and he didn't shave. You see that? He yeah, had, he yeah, had yeah, stubble. yeah. Here's what Paul Heyman. And he even did a thing where he sort of like rubbed his stubble on his lapel so it would make a scratchy sound on the mic. Yeah, yeah. He's a consummate performer. Paul Heyman. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. I'm a Paul Heyman guy too. But Paul Heyman, <laughs> oh man, he's so good. Here's He does a couple things great. Yeah. He does a couple things better than everyone in the history of the world. He's so good at gloating, at being like a, ah, that type of guy. And he's so good, and we saw it this week, of being pathetic. He's yeah. so good at playing. He's so high status, but he could jump down to patheticism. Yeah, immediately. Like yes, last week when he was climbing on Kurt Angle's leg. Like, Please he, don't fire me. Kurt Angle like pushed you, his head. You just cringe. You're like, oh, you're so fucking pathetic, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This week he's crying about his romance with Brock Lesnar. He thought they were gonna ride yeah. over the. Sun. It's you're you're yeah. uncomfortable without pathetic of a fuck this guy. Then, like is. three weeks from now, he's gonna be like a bajillionaire again, right. and he's gonna be <laughs> and he's gonna storm, be like, stomping down yeah. that ramp like he owns the place. Great talent. All right. I kind of get bummed that he doesn't take care of himself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, when I'm watching, I'm like, yo, I, I, I need you to keep living, guy. Yeah, yeah, you know I don't know. I mean? like, yeah he's not going to be, he's not long. His company is like resting on your shoulders right now. That's true. He, um, yeah. Can you, like, can you imagine if they did this Brock thing without him? There is no thing without Paul. The, yeah. It, it, well, Brock wouldn't be over without Paul. Paul's the best. But Brock definitely knows that. And shoot, he I mean, knows that. Who knows? He's a maniac. Yeah, he's also a lunatic. So, it's so believable that he would just like throw him. I know. Tell him to get a baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so anyway. hey, we covered Heyman. We got Miz and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, so Miz, Daniel Bryan. So look, my booking on there, my booking on that was pretty, I, I wrote, we're talking about, Miz has to win clean. The reason he has to win clean is because Daniel Bryan needs to go from is this novelty Daniel Bryan's back angle, which is cool to do for this amount of time, but now, okay, he's back. Let's make him really back. What works for Daniel Bryan needs some serious adversity. He can't just be a guy who kicks everybody's ass with heart. Right. You know, it's just not believable at this point anymore. Yeah, and, it, and it's boring, and he's not remotely an underdog. Right. So he needs to start questioning his ability, and the, if you go shoot, the answer is always shoot. Right, is always some kind of level of real authenticity. That's what's working with the Brock thing. 
It's what doesn't work about Roman Reigns. Right. Uh, man, I didn't bring up my Roman point. I'll bring it up a little bit. But is they have to bring out the angle that's like Daniel Bryan had a serious fucking head injury. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. you know, he ha- he's he has reason to not believe in himself. You know, he's seen his mortality. We're five years away or back uh, later. He's aged. Now he's got a family. There's so much on the line. His body's not there. I, I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's like wrestling's evolving. These guys. He was the work rate guy, but now we got guys like Ricochet in the company. Sure. There's a lot for him to question. Or guys like Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah, his vulnerability should be. Let's attack it. I'm just saying, Daniel Bryan's strength. So he loses clean to Miz. Nobody loses clean to Miz. To Miz. Right. No one. Right. And then it's like, yo, man, I lost to Miz. Then he's like, all right, I got a rematch on Monday. He loses again. Right? And yeah. then it's like he's down. He's like questioning himself. He's coming out just doing the yes chant. Maybe we have Vince backstage being like, hey, man, like, I, I feel like the yes chant, you're like, you're not going high enough with the arms. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. seems like you're half-assing the yes chant. You, you, you're just getting a paycheck. He's like, yeah, look, I'm really like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel like myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he loses to fucking Mojo Raleigh. Like, whatever. I don't know. He or, or he's barely eking out wins that should just be squashes. Right. You know what I mean? guys we've never heard of, like 3KS. Yeah, or like maybe he tries to give a promo at, at 3KS. 3SK, whatever they're <laughs> yeah, called. Yeah, Donnie Whitebeard. Yeah. Uh, and he, 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 maybe he's like cutting a promo post-match and he's like super winded. Sure. He's like, or, just like, or just forlorn, like he's looking in the distance like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore, man. Right. I just want to see my kid. Yeah. And then he's like down on his luck and then, uh, and then he goes into the rumble. And you know, Miz, and Miz has to win the belt. That's the other thing. Yeah, that would make this feud. The, take one should go level. up, and one should go down. You sure. know what I mean? Like, I think Miz needs to beat AJ. He could cheat to beat AJ. Sure. That's fine. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I would also love if Miz somehow beats AJ by cheating. But like Maurice does it, he doesn't even know he cheated, and they're hiding it from him. So he thinks and he, he wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has like a natural high of like I yeah. Right. And then you you have Miz ride the belt out to look. This is the. the this is the t- Miz. If Miz doesn't get a push right now, it's a problem. They're wasting like, it. He is now. He has his show coming out. The ratings are good on his show, according to him. I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. true. I believe him, but I, Googled, I don't know if that's true. I Googled it. Honestly, I couldn't find anything, but I just believed him. <laughs> He's like it has more views than like all the other shows. You know combined. me. I'm always looking to get worked. If I, I could just believe something they tell me, I'll he, take it. He might be working us, but yeah. The point is that he's ready for this push. He's doing it's the best work of the company. He's got to go up. And the Daniel Bryan, the interesting story. Well, you, even you would get behind the story of Daniel Bryan. Getting it together by Mania. Well, eking out, winning that rumble and being recharged. Yeah, if they have him eat shit and die for a couple months, I'd yeah. get behind him because... But we've talked about this before in the podcast, too. It's just not interesting what he's doing. This yeah. is boring. But he should win the rumble. Whatever, that, man. That's, the, that's also the big thing is the, the fans will be so hot for him winning the rumble, but he's got to be down on his luck right. before he wins he's the gotta rumble. He's got to lose a little bit. He's gotta, he's gotta, his, his struggle should be internal. It should be like, do I still have it? Am I still good enough? I don't think that I am. He's got to lose belief in himself a little bit. That will be interesting. Yeah. What they're doing now is they're having like 
beat up the security guards and Miz, and the, they're just making him like a, a super powerful face. What? And that's boring. The only thing I my only snag in the writing is like I can't. I, I well, I haven't thought about it yet. But what is the spark to get? What's his like Rocky montage moment where like the bell hits, like you know, and it goes and like he's like I'm gonna train again. Right. You know what I mean? Like what's the moment where he's like I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm uninspired, collecting a paycheck, losing a Mojo Rally, maybe fucking jabroni rude right and he what turns him around and then he starts training real hard for and wins the rumble and then he know. goes like if i lose the royal rumble i'm i'm out for good i'm retiring that's what i wanted him to say but then i wanted to lose the rumble that'd be great <laughs> um i would it's got to be something with his kid right it's got it be has like, to be right like the miz like does a thing where he has his kid pin daniel bryan's kid <laughs> in a baby ring it's got to be real though or feel real, obviously. It doesn't have to be real. Okay, have, real. The, have the Miz kidnap his baby and drug her and then marry her in Vegas against her will. No, that storyline has already been done with a Triple H again. Maybe it, maybe he talks to Cena? He talks to Cena. Because like, he's his brother-in-law. You know, Cena's actually his brother. No, he's not. They're yeah. not married. Oh, Cena's shit. not a Bella. I forgot. And, and, they're, and they're not. And, and they're that's off. crumbled. Uh, yeah. He could, at one time, prospect for high for them being brother-in-laws. What if he talks to Nikki and he's like, what do you think about me? Like, I look at me. Like, I thought I was the man I married. I could be embarrassed in the middle. Of the, I, I got to propose to in the middle of the ring. I don't give up. You're going to fucking give up. I'm not giving up. And then Nikki goes out there, wins the belt at Evolution on 1028 in Long Island. Right. And then he's like, if Nikki can do it, maybe. She's like, when I broke my neck, you think I quit? You're going to quit? You're the one who inspired me to get through my neck surgery and come back and get through my almost kind of divorce breakup thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That could Nikki. happen. Nikki's the key. I All think right. it's something to his kid. I think you got to do something with Birdie. You got <laughs> to kidnap okay. her. You guys, on the Facebook page, vote. Let's start a poll right now. Would you rather <laughs> Mrs. Kid pin Birdie? <laughs> Or do you want Nikki Bella to to inspire him? Uh, they're both. Fine. I mean, I gotta be honest. I think mine's way better. <laughs> mine's better. Mine's better. Mine's better. But I sold mine. A Monroe lot Sky pins Birdie in the middle of the ring, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I can't." Well, I, and he's like, "She's a fucking year younger than you, and she beat your kids." Yeah. What if this? I mean, there's something with a kid. Oh my god! How old is Birdie now? One. I don't know. Old enough. Is it possible Birdie wears a Miz shirt? Birdie's a, a Miz fan. She can't choose one out. She's not conscious. She's not enough. old enough to make a conscious choice. But it'd be really funny. That is really good though. If she was ten, and she was like a Miz fan now, right? Well, look, that would drive if they just long can't con, have that. If they long con this thing and make it, you know, have it go for five more years, she could do it when you know, in kindergarten or something. Yeah, we have. 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, we Daniel got Bryan, so I much Miz, to cover. Miz said he gave Daniel Bryan the gift of relevancy. Which is true. <laughs> I, everything that Miz says is always true. He said that he doesn't need a match with Daniel Bryan, that Daniel Bryan needs a match with him. That is 100% true. Without the Miz, Daniel Bryan is fucking boring. Okay, cool. Here, uh, uh, here's what I want to talk about. I mean, Daniel Bryan right now is boring. There's yes, no question correct. about that. His shirt literally says... I'm back. Still, right. yeah. his shirt still says I'm back. Okay, he's been back for since WrestleMania. Yep, he still has a shirt that says Yes is back. I actually like that shirt. I don't. Um. Anyway, so uh, I, I like to look at that shirt. All right, here's the thing about uh, Roman Reigns. Okay? So you want to get to your Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns gives. You see that video of him give the shield fist to? Uh, yeah, I, I can't talk about that because I'm going to say some fucked up shit. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what you would say in it. Uh, so many. I have like seven different routes to take on that. But yeah, you could talk about that video. If you All want. right. <laughs> you got to say that for the separate Chabroni. I'll, I'll say one thing. Oh, no, just stop there. Just right. stop there. I don't know what you're going to say. Uh, this We are in the same building where Howard Stern does record, so a little bit of shock talk seeps in, bro. Fair enough. So what were you going to say about this video? No, but I thought... So a lot of people sent it out, and then a lot of the comments were like... All right, so if you watch this video, basically, it's at a house show, Roman, or maybe... No, no house show. Roman and, and, Rollins. and Rollins. There's like a guy in the front row wearing a Roman Reigns shirt. Right, and Rollins sees him, and the the kid the kid he's is clearly special. He's clearly, like a there's something same, yeah, special yeah, yeah. going on with him. Right, right, right. And he puts his fist out to be like, "Yo, like I love the Shield." Right. And Rollins like, "Yo, Reigns, come over here." Yeah. And then they induct an honorary member into the Shield. They showed it on Raw. Right. Now the thing is, and they all do the fist. I don't know. Everyone's like, "Oh, Reigns, Reigns, man." I'm like, "This is a fucking Rollins moment. Rollins put this thing together. Reigns is just gonna go yeah. fuck himself in the corner." Well, that's true. But he, my thing, my thought was like, a lot of people. Were like yo Roman like he, this is why he can't be a heel I saw a couple comments right. where like he's like cause guys he's the Cena person and my thought was like guys this is the problem when you start thinking about people two dimensionally. I was right. like, really bad people are extremely charitable. Sure. Right? Really bad people are, are charitable with their money and their time. Right? And that's sometimes how they justify their really bad behavior. Right. Right? Especially like super greedy people. Right, which a lot of that's tax write-offs, whatever. But that thing where it's like, yo, ro- look at Roman doing make-a-wishes or whatever. Like, you know, that to me is such a great excuse to be a heel. Sure. Like, if Roman keeps being that guy, right, but is like saying to the audience when he, when he goes heel, by the way, if Soder's booking of Heyman joining up with Roman, which I actually don't think will happen. And I, and I don't actually want that per se. Um uh, because uh, I want to see Roman cut heel promos on his own. Sure. That's why I don't yeah, want yeah, it. Because yeah, yeah. I I have a feeling he's gonna be great at it. Cause he's okay. Yeah, cause he's an asshole. Cause whenever he's good, it's heel. Whenever totally. he does a good thing, it's heel. But I'm saying, what if he was like, yo, you guys, I don't care if you guys like me. Like, I don't care if you think I'm a good guy. I am a good guy. I've made more make wishes than any of these losers in the back, right? Right. He's like, I'm not a good guy or a bad guy. I'm the guy, which is already what he says. Yeah. Imagine that. If yeah, like, they bring in the good stuff he does, he's like, I'm hosting the SP. He's like, I'm helping this company go there, and you don't like me? And that's how, that's how he goes heel? Right. Whereas, like, Cena always did that. Cena people would boo, and it would go face. People would boo him because they were sick of him. But then he was so good that they'd be cheering him by the end of his promo. Right. And that's the difference between Roman and Roman's Cena. Roman's not that good, that man. Roman's just... not really. He's not a good guy like Cena is. But also interesting enough, Cena's interesting. He also like doesn't have. He doesn't have his own kids, which doesn't matter. Doesn't make him a bad guy. Does not make him a bad guy at all. You obviously not. Right. But there is a weird thing about it where he's like always. He's always like making a wish for sure. kids and stuff. Yeah. But he's not interesting. He doesn't want his own. That's fine. That's I bad. just don't think Roman has the charisma to do what Cena does. But yeah, I like having a bad guy Roman who's just like, you can't tell me I'm a bad guy because I'm okay. doing all this good stuff. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Then we got we got to talk about Kevin Owens. I want to talk about Orton. I want to talk about Kofi. These guys had moments this week. Yeah, Kofi cut a promo. Let's just jump to Kofi quick. Okay, Kofi as Kramer Kingman. Yeah, I think his name was. An amazing white guy announcer character. Someone made a comment that was like, yo, why is it not racist for him to be a white character? 
I don't I was know. Like, I don't. I, I have no answer for that. It's because um, you know, it's you can't be racist against Except white people. Except the fact that I'm not offended by it. At I'm all. not offended by it. It's because you know, white people aren't marginalized. Are, are, that's my thing. Is that like, oh, because you're not a marginalized group? But uh, I, I'm saying like th- that. Even that's not really a great argument. Uh, yeah, my thing is I think you should be able to do it the other way, too. I think you should be able to make fun of everybody for anything at all times. So I don't give a I fuck. I think we'll get there. We'll get to a place where hate and and uh, hatred is at a, a level where we can make fun of everyone. I hope so. I can't wait to see that day. But Kofi as Kramer <laughs> Kingman, yeah. this was hands down the funniest, most charismatic thing I've ever seen Kofi Kingston do. Yeah. This was probably the best thing I've ever seen Kofi Kingston do. And that includes handstands on Royal Rumbles. Like, this guy was incredible. More, so funny. I need some shelter. Yeah. His song was never good. But, I yeah. mean, he's incredible in ring. But I loved it. I marked out so hard for Kramer Kingman, yeah. whatever the fuck his name was. I need it, to see that guy again. It was really fun. He's definitely going to do it again. He has to because it was so good. I was thinking about the New Day and, like, oh, yeah, we're a little sick of him. Maybe. Nah. I don't know. The thing about the New Day is this. Not I look sick at of these guys. What they have done is fucking remarkable. They got handed a dog shit gimmick of they put the three black guys in the company and gave yeah. them a gospel singer, like a gospel yeah. group gimmick. Yeah. They turned this into the biggest tag team franchise in the history of the company. They sell more merch than anybody. They're consistently doing the funniest shit ever. It hasn't gotten old. I can't wait for them to beat the bludgeon bitches for the belt because I'm sick of those fucking idiots. Let's make a deal, baby. New no, Day is back. Dude, I, 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 my thing about the New Day is that every time I think I'm tired of them, they come up with new shtick. They're really good at knowing like when it's time to like add something. Sure. You know, the pancake thing wasn't my favorite. <laughs> Not but, my favorite. But it was fun and it was new. It like, was something. They're, they, it's like they're really... Um, they have ownership over their gimmick, like in a, in almost an indie way. They are creative. They yeah. are actually they have creative control. They have cre- they clearly have creative control, and they deserve it. And they're creative, and they deserve it. And um, I was thinking about them as a model for like what could bring Omega and the Bucks over. It's right. like if they could get some kind of deal where it's like, hey, we're gonna work for you. We're gonna get you see the new day. You see like what they get to do. Like we will get you like. Let's you know. Let's work together, but ultimately we're gonna. That's our goal to get right. you there. Right. You know. Yeah. Totally. Um. And then I also. Kevin Owens. Just, I just want to yeah. mention Orton yeah. real quick. Um, well, I was gonna. Be, I, we're gonna talk about. All right. Let's just. You want well, to talk have, about Orton? We have seven minutes. Yeah. Well, uh, we can talk about Orton. 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 The. This is most dangerous Randy Orton we have seen in some time. He says, "I will become so violent, you will want to change the channel." Amazing. This yeah. is some of the best Orton work I've ever seen. This is exactly the zone Orton needs to be in. If you don't like Randy Orton, that's fine, but you cannot deny he's doing fucking incredible work. The three most destructive letters in WWE, RKO, throw the mic. He doesn't even say the O. The crowd says it. It's over. This is over. So This, this is level the, of Orton we're the, listen, is over. Listen, this is what I'm calling Dangerfield Orton. Because he's, he's claiming he gets no respect. That's true. <laughs> and also, and he's dangerous. you're walking through a field of danger. Absolutely. You're walking through a field of danger because yeah. he gets no respect. I'm yeah. telling you. Uh, maybe i get that sound drop. Uh, but yeah, like, the, uh, I, when I saw Orton, he was walking down the ramp. He looks like a million bucks. Um, he I, makes everyone look like shit, yeah, like he, always. Oh, he's incredible looking. He looks amazing. Um, always hot for him. You know that. So phys- the physique man. is incredible. Him and Balor looked amazing this week. Balor looks great. He look, Balor looks. Balor is getting a lot. You could tell he's bulking up he's too. Getting, he's getting. He looks really shredded. He too. looks and he's he's putting on muscle. He's looking big, and um, uh, he was standing in the ring like with his shirt off, just like just hanging mad. out. Yeah, yeah just and, be like, look at this shit. My fiance, 
yeah. she is like, oh, you like, oh, you like this wrestler because these girls are, oh, I can't believe it. And they're walking around in the fucking bikini. Like, it's so sexist. I'm like, if you think I'm watching this to look at the women's bodies, you got another thing coming, honey. Yeah, I mean, it's... I am watching this wholly to watch the men's physiques. I am fucking going crazy for these bods. I'm marking out. I could look at Finn all day. I could look at Randy Orton all day. That's Drew such McIntyre, an amateur comment. She doesn't know enough about wrestling. Yeah, I, mean, I got to teach her. The problem is how much you're ogling the dudes. I'm That's... ogling these dudes. <laughs> it's in a way that it is sexual harassment. Like I am being yeah uh, to the men because I'm. Judging their bodies and appreciating their bodies yeah. on on too high of a level. We covered this on the show, and, and Newman, um, who, Newman always get he always uh, he's always got the takes of what's going on socially and things right. I don't know about. And like he, Newman was saying, he's like, yeah, we're allowed to objectify men. He says straight up, we're allowed. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. I just take my social cues from whatever Newman says as the guy who's keyed into the. Fine. I don't, so know, can, I don't even know what you call it. But. I mean, it's so it's just funny because like you can make fun of white people and you can objectify men. <laughs> yeah, that's the stance of it the show. It doesn't make sense. It's because fi- it's not marginalized. It, I know, but it, it it's not a sustainable. Uh, it's not sustainable. It I don't know. I don't we know. don't need to get into it. it well, it, it's so interesting when you're making television. Yeah, you're like what? Like, all right, let's let's let this ride here. Like, with, what's offensive now is interesting. It's like. As we become so, like, we're at this place now where, like, it used to be like, oh, you can't dress this scantily clad. Now right. no one cares about that. Right. Now you're like, now you could say less than ever. Yeah. Absolutely. On Probably on NBC channel. Troubled times, man. The left is the new fascist. Um, yeah. Well, Not that the, I'm on the, the extreme, right. I'm just saying. The extreme bolts are our problems. For sure. Why yeah. are we getting into this? Who cares? Let's uh, talk about Kevin Owens. It is affecting my wrestling. But Randy Orton, I got to tell you, I was like, this guy, oh, man. I was like, why isn't, why aren't we seeing AJ Orton? I, like, just from just from him coming on the mic, Orton as a heel, he's incredible. It's, he's in, as a dangerous heel. I when think you make Orton I am threat, so... I am so optimistic for this stretch of Orton. I know. I want to see him take out Jeff Hardy, then set his sights on another legend, quote-unquote, and take that guy out. I want to see him destroy legends. Because I feel like for a while, I forgot what I liked about Orton. We were big on Orton during the Legend Killer era. Sure. And now he's basically found a new iteration of that, which is yeah. which is just the legend. He's being a legend killer, but he's also a legend. Right. He's the legendary legend killer. The legendary legend killer. The killer legend. He's so fucking good right now. Yeah, he, I, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. So um, you want to take it, take us home with Kevin Owens? That might be like the. Is there anything else you need to cover other than Owens? Yeah. Uh. uh all right. Uh, before all right, Carmella and and uh, uh, I, I think this is my prediction for the Becky Carmella Charlotte thing. Yeah. I think that they're setting up for. Becky, uh, Carmella will retain at SummerSlam, and then they're going to set up the Becky Charlotte tag team versus Sasha and uh, and Bailey for, for the, the for the new women's title. I mean, because that that's that's a fucking killer match. It's just a lot of their talent in one match. Is my yeah, only thought. I don't know. I, I yeah, I guess that could happen. I don't need Becky and Charlotte tagging. It's a waste of Charlotte, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm not. I you know how I feel about Becky. I think she stinks. I don't think uh, she stinks. I think she's good. Honestly, I think Becky wins the belt. I think she's just riding some momentum. Give her the belt for a little bit. Why not? She could lose what the co- momentum. Winning matches. She so could, boring. She, she we lose. just went into this. That's why Becky's boring is because she doesn't play the guitar, man. <laughs> she can lose it to Carmella at the next pay-per-view. This is SummerSlam. It's not Mania. Non-functional gimmicks is what I hate. When it's sure. like you're like, hey, my gimmick is I, I'm a musician, and then you play music. That's right. good. When you're like, my gimmick is steampunk, but you're not punk 
steampunking but you watch she is steampunking and steampunk is just cosplay there's nothing going on with yeah, it yeah well that's why it's a bad gimmick no one's actually building like a fucking you know golden uh <laughs> mini bake oven that runs on steam uh yeah cool we're gonna see bludgeon brothers versus new day can they that's can they fire these guys our truth's mad funny can we get rid of the bludgeon brothers already this is maybe the worst tag team gimmick i've seen in 10 years the gimmick is bad but i like that i like the team of like those two like yeah, being, two like, big bearded guys who are big strong guys is great why they dress like dipshits why do they carry big fucking uh, dorky vince hammers loves it. vince loves it's it. terrible by the way they did a doomsday device did you see that yeah yeah i dug that uh i don't know they're kind of growing on me i wish they would just oh lose the hammers God. and the alpha like the I don't, I don't want them called that, but I like that tag team being yeah, a serious call them tag team. Rowan and Harper. It's fine. Yeah, I like it if so, something. They have something. They look like cool hillbillies. I, I'm not defending the Bludgeon Brothers. Bludgeon Brothers? It sounds stupid. All right, uh, Bobby Roode. What's Bobby Roode's gimmick? Is his gimmick that he's glorious? Yeah, that's his gimmick. He <laughs> nailed it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's his whole gimmick. What are we discussing here? I'm just saying Bobby Roode is the most two-dimensional character. Sure. I've, I, I, it's like... 90s era where it's like this guy uh, like it's worse than like he's a clown right because a clown's really specific it's an adjective we don't use yeah there's well, look, no glory like what's the gl- like, he's got a, his entrance is very glorious yeah he wears a robe they <laughs> I have faith they'll they'll pivot on Bobby Roode and find something for well, him people are like yo he's gotta be a heel but I'm like yeah fine that, that was cool in NXT it worked but also it's like like if you turn Roman heel, I see how that goes. If you turn Bobby Roode heel, I'm not I exactly know. sure that goes. All right, Kevin Owens. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> well, how do you feel about a couple things? All right, I'm just gonna pepper you with these yeah. things. You can respond to them. Uh, they set up the Kevin Owens show not in the ring. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I'm like, that's such a cool artistic choice. They gotta <laughs> keep doing it. But then I was looking, I was like, it's not set up really good. Right. Like I was like, this isn't because they want to give him a barber shop. Right. You know what I mean? This is like, I'm like, uh, and then it was like. It was just for Strowman to flip. 100%. Right? Mm-hmm. That made me not like it. Uh, that didn't make me not I mean, like I it. I like the segment, but I'm saying it. I felt like the crowd was not hot for it because a couple reasons. Strowman felt dumber than normal in this segment. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm burning out on Strowman a little bit. I, I, but wasn't the crowd dead for this? I don't know. Not I, the Kevin Owens promo for the gender match. For the gender match, it's a gender match. I mean, who cares? You know what's going to happen, right? But Kevin Owens was there schmazing it up. Yeah, it wasn't that interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I well, just, I, 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 here's my thing. I like Kevin. O- I like if they keep doing shows outside of the ring. I okay. think that's cool. Um, I, I think, I think I, there, there is a cool thing where it's the Kevin Owens show. I think they should build more of a like a barbershop type sure, set. Sure. I would love if Kevin Owens had like a like the Kevin Owens set. I would love it if he had like a like a like a late night talk show desk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And what if he got really caught up in it? Like it has to go right. He's like, oh, the show. I got. I, I don't have a musical guest for the show. Yeah. I mean, I can't book Elias again. I just had him last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 but I like that he's manipulating gender. He was like calling him his personal guru, and then he used his Shanti thing. By the way, gender has also become just a complete goof character. Yeah, but that's what happens when yeah. you have nothing, and they give you a whole belt, and then like, well, now what do we do? With he this does guy? not have nothing. Gender has. I love. His hair. Have you okay. seen yeah, his hair? He has good hair. I don't mean nothing. I mean I don't think he's a zero. There's, but I'm saying they really overplayed their ginger hand pretty early this year. Right. So now there's like, well, now what the fuck do we do with this guy? And there you have it. This is what we do with him. Right. Shanti Shanti. Yeah. But the thing is that with the writing there is that just to make a set so it's flippable, yeah. it's completely unprecedented that that's where the Kevin Owens show is. Sure. That's bad writing. <laughs> 
That yeah, is, but that's wrestling, man. It's fine. I didn't actually hate it. Here's what I was confused about: is like, uh, Kevin Owens grabbing the briefcase. Yeah. Do you, does he need the briefcase? No, to cash I, in? it makes no sense. We talked to Adam Letterman, attorney at law, about this. They'd have to yeah. draw up a new contract, right. right? Like he doesn't actually need that. Con- they'll make him a new one and give him a different briefcase. Like that's a, that whole segment was too dumb. It's just symbolic. Yeah. You know. It's like when guys steal someone else's belt and hold it up. It's well, like, you don't get the belt like that, but it's symbolic. The thing about I'm taking this. Right, and the thing about Strowman is that he actually kind of like outsmarts everybody in a way. Like, it's like, right. yo, you're going to escape him. He's already at the exit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, he's not, a, he's like menacing, but he's not as dumb as he looks or whatever, you know? Uh, this segment, he was just like, oh, oh, like, I'll go there. Now I'll go there. He became like very dumb, and Kevin Owens didn't do a lot of work to trick him. It wasn't a great segment, yeah. but, you know, it's always nice to see I'm Kevin I'm just saying Owens. why I didn't like the segment, all right? This is why people listen to the show. Okay. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, uh, hey, keep it coming with Lashley. I would hate if he got good. I want Lashley yeah, to get worse. Yeah, this is a good zone for Lashley to, to make no sense and be <laughs> almost unwatchable. I just, when he shows up, I'm I'm legitimately <laughs> excited for how south it can go. Yeah, he could really tank any segment. Because think about it, it's so rare to see a guy so high up the card that, like, I want him, like, I want him to tank it because I would just be, it's like, I don't care, I don't want, I don't care if he does well at all. I'm I mean, not invested. Elias' segment is so good. Yeah. It is so funny and so over and it's working so well and then they just throw a little Lashley in there and it just makes no fucking he, sense he, anymore. He ruins it. He sabotages the segment. He's a charisma suck. <laughs> He's Elias a black hole like, of charisma. You guys remember last week and uh, he didn't remember the words to Rock and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Elias is so good. The Yo, fact that he could play off this guy okay. is so amazing. Can I just defend Lashley for a second? You can try. He, he gave us the sisters, the weirdest, the weirdest segment, the weirdest in, promo in of all of 2018. Yeah, yeah, and not bad. Like we know, in Ra- Rousey was kind of failing on the mic. Like that was just bad. It wasn't yeah. fun, bad or anything. Right. It wasn't really laughable. It was just like awkward. And like yeah. we want her to do well. This is like. What did you want? A good Lashley segment? It's the best possible outcome. Lashley comes out. He talks about how much he loves. He's like, Kathy, I love you. Love you. That? that was so weird. He didn't know the words to Rock, Rock and Robin. Robin. Man. Come on. What's he going to do next week? I don't know. What's the ceiling for Lashley? I'm so excited. He's so bad. He's so so bad. All right, B team got new music. Uh, whatever, I don't care about that. All right, we hit everything. That was it. Oh, a- I love AJ. Check out his beard. He finally fixed his beard. I love it. It was my big gripe with AJ. His yeah. beard was like, it was like '90s groomed, like a right. full strap. Right. And now he like has it up his cheek. It's it looks in, a yeah. million times better. Do you think that's evidence of the cow mole at WWE? Do you think the groomers, the Jonathan Van Ness at WWE, heard this podcast? Listen, the and groomers said the are not working. <laughs> Uh, the groomers are the true. groomers are all true, but I I, I think uh, I, I I have this thought where I'm like, do they probably listen to this podcast? I don't know. I'm not I'm not narcissistic in that way where I'm yeah, like, just give it a guess. they listen. They're definitely stealing my shit. I know people like in the in the comedy and creative world, people always if if fucking stole my thing, and I'm right. always a little skeptical of it. Right. Um, but it's kind of crazy. Like everything I want happens, right? And that I say it happens like three weeks later. Well, every have you time. read? Have you read the secret? Oh, are you saying I'm manifesting? Yeah, these I things? think you. You know, you. What's it called? It's manifestation, the right? Law of attraction. I think it's that. 
Or well, I do have a vision board for all these things. Well, is there that, you go. You think that's that's where, helping. Yeah, is it Papa Shango's vision board? Yeah. Is there any voodoo involved? Yeah. So here's the thing: if WWE is listening to the podcast and stealing your ideas, that's fine. But if they're listening, all that you ask is that they rate it five stars, subscribe, and tell at least one friend. Absolutely. Word of mouth, the yeah. Ludacris album. Word of mouth, 2001 Ludacris <laughs> album. Yeah, word of mouth. And also, I asked them to come check out my show August 18th, Saturday at midnight, after NXT, here in New York City at Caveat Theater. You can get your tickets at caveat.com. NYC. I know a bunch of Broniacs are coming. The Comedians of Wrestling Summer Slamtacular. The Intercontinental Champion will be in the house. Dolph Ziggler himself. A guy who's fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. Seeing some primo Ziggler right We're now. We're getting a new hairstyle out of Ziggler every week. Oh, yeah. A drastically a high pony. Amazing work he's doing in the hair department. Who knows what he's going to do? What Cobra Kai villain will look like <laughs> next? You don't know. But, yeah, check out the show. Tell your friends about the show. If you have friends, you know, in New York City who are wrestling fans, tell them about the show. Um, we, 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 I would love to. The room's going to be full already, but I want to just pack the fucking place. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's have people. Let's, have the, let's get the, set the energy Precedent for I want, I want it to be a fire hazard. I want so many people there that the fire department has to come and shut this down. Actually, yeah. I want, first I want the, those guys from Ghostbusters. Oh, that dick villain guy? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the beard. I want those guys to come in and turn off our machines because we're going to have those, uh, those uh, plasma, whatever, ah, ghost knows? containment yeah, systems we're gonna there. We're going to have a ghost containment system. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Hey, so check out that show. And uh, remember, uh, you can uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. We're going to be recording a bonus episode next week. Something, I don't want to, it's going to be cool. We're going to have a cool bonus episode next week. I don't want to tease what it is in case it doesn't come together. But uh, check that out. And uh, you can get your cash-ins in. Right, five three zero three one six five three zero two four two nine. Leave a voicemail. You can get on the show next week. We will play them. Shebs, anything else you want to plug? Uh, follow me at Shibiro. It's uh, Sierra Hotel Echo Bravo India Romeo Oscar, and listen to my radio show on Sirius XM Channel ninety nine Thursdays at four p.m. This week's guest, Dan Black. Yeah, and also Sean Donnelly, but mostly Dan Black. So That's check that be out. Dope. That's gonna be dope. Okay. And uh, you can check me out on Twitter at DBlack Attack. Everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Kisses. Comedians of wrestling. I listen on Thursday when I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.